And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the special Wednesday Thanksgiving week edition of Football and Grits. We're still here and uh, it should be fun. Uh, I am your host, David Ubbin, joined, as always, on Wednesdays by my co-host, Josh Kendall. Josh, we got the first playoff uh, rankings on Tuesday night, and I don't know if you're uh, sitting down for this, but Alabama's number one. And uh, a pretty interesting note from our producer, uh, Mr. John Hayes, 19 weeks ranked at number one in these playoff rankings which are new and are only done, you know, a handful of weeks. Clemson at number eight, Ohio State at number three, and Mississippi State three times. That's 11 more times than anyone else, and if you take Clemson out of it, that's 19 times they've been number one. No one else more than three. I mean, there's so many things that illustrate how dominant Alabama has been in this sport in the modern era or even in the playoff era which, you know, certainly Alabama's dominance predates the playoff era. But, you know, I didn't have a ton of of interesting thoughts. I think, you know, everything was sort of what we thought it was going to be from an SEC perspective. Uh, You know, Texas A&M is super high in the rankings, but they're still going to need some help if you sort of play out the season. You know, BYU, not an SEC member, (laughs) Cincinnati either. I think those are honestly probably two more interesting big-picture thoughts. We've got some coverage of that at The Athletic. But... What do you make of, of sort of looking at, at and seeing just how separated Alabama has been from the rest of the SEC when it comes to, hey, who's the best team in the country? This is what these people that are the only people that really matter are saying. Well, it, I mean, it feels like a, a good picture of where college football and the SEC have been for a while, frankly. I mean, we, we've there's been a lot of hand-wringing this week, and I get it, about, you know, why are they still meeting in person? Why are they flying to Dallas for five weeks and doing all this during a pandemic? Frankly, why did they do it ever during normal yep. times? <laughs> I mean, I get I get so confused by all this this talk about what's the committee going to do? What's the committee going to do? What's the committee going to do? I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to put Alabama number one. They're going to put Clemson in there. They're going to put Ohio State in there. They're going to do that every year, and then they're going to find a fourth team. They say they have to meet in person because it takes 10 hours. It should take 30 minutes every year. Who's the fourth team? (laughs) We're going to throw it in there. We use all these numbers and all this analytics. No, you don't. You go out there like everybody else, and you say, they're kicking everybody's behind. There's one, two, and three. Who's number four? Okay, fine. Let's go to lunch. It's absurd. <laughs> I'm, uh, so, and this year they don't even have to do that. This year Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame because it has been ordained by Dabo, and it's going to be Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, and or, or Lord willing Northwestern. But we we're not going to get that lucky, are we? 
I'd like to see. I'd like to see the road. the The Northwestern to the playoff is is a lot more real than I think the average ca- or the casual college football fan uh, realizes. They're basically one game away. <laughs> yeah, if if God could give us Pat Fitzgerald in the in this Final Four, that would be wonderful. I would I would take that in a heartbeat. But uh, in terms of the SEC, Alabama is clearly the cream of the crop. I'm going to try to get excited about the SEC championship game. But frankly, I think Alabama's just a lot better than everybody else, and these rec- these rankings reflect that. Yeah, uh, Alabama's a lot better than everyone else. That sounds like the Big Ten and Ohio State and Clemson and the ACC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, leave us a review. Give us a five star rating, uh, and tell a friend. It only helps the show. We've got a full week of content uh, coming on on the, on this show and and behind the athletic paywall. If you're not an athletic subscriber. You should change that. You can do that at theathletic.com slash grits. You can read Josh's work, my work, Andy Staples' work, all of our team. And, of course, listen to all of our podcasts, The Andy Staples Show, The Audible, uh, One True Pod, all our conference uh, shows, ad-free. And so that's always nice. Josh, you had a really nice story kind of semi-late Tuesday night, sort of updating where the South Carolina coaching search sort of stands right now. It's still in the pretty early stages. And I think when you look big picture at coaching coaching uh, searches in general, they're a lot like uh, NFL or NBA drafts in that people have a lot of opinions and people just don't really know. You know, Clemson gets mocked for hiring Dabo Swinney, and here we are. Ed Orgeron, LSU is, you know, roundly mocked within the industry for just giving the job to Ed Orgeron when, quote-unquote, they're LSU. Last I checked, he won a national championship, even if it's not going well this year. Meanwhile, Michigan gets the greatest coach in the history of college football and Jim Harbaugh. Not going great there. You just don't really know. You can have some ideas, but you don't really know. And so on that note, you know, I won't get into the details. You should read it at theathletic.com. Uh but Shane Beamer was one guy that was up there. I don't really get that. I could be wrong, but I, you know, I just don't really get the appeal of Shane Beamer getting a big job like that. You know, he's a guy that's that's at Oklahoma right now. What is what is the appeal there? Well, number one, Shane Beamer really wants to be South Carolina's head coach, and that's important to South Carolina. It is mm-hmm. important that you not play hard to get. It is important that you say to them, this is a good job. This is a job I've wanted for a while. And Shane Beamer has been privately saying that for a long time, sort of laying the groundwork since he left in 2010 for this job, making it clear to folks in Columbia that he'd love to return. So suddenly when there's a scenario where he might be able to return, those people start getting around and beating the bushes. And the people that make the decisions here hear that. And they hear that Shane Beamer really wants the job. And part of being South Carolina is still wanting to feel like and know that you belong in the SEC. And so it's important to you that a guy says, this is a good job, this is a good place, you're just as good as anybody, and I want to be there. Shane Beamer really checks that box. Secondly, what he's going to do without using the name out loud if he's smart in the interview is he's going to say i'm going to be your dabo 
I'm going to be the guy that brings you the energy, that brings you the brand, that leads the recruiting charge, and that hires really good assistants. I think if you see him hire Shane Beamer, it'll be for a lower number than a lot of head coaches in the SEC, and they'll come out in the Mm -hmm. press conference and they'll say, that's because we're going to hire big-name assistants because that's where you win in college football. Nobody at South Carolina wants to say it, but at it, it places where, you know, that they don't talk about at parties, they want Davo Sweeney on that wall, on their wall too. And so this is going out and getting kind of a Dabo-like guy. I think Shane Beamer is the leader in the clubhouse, although there's still a lot of people, you know, out on the course as, as it were. Scott Satterfield has an interview planned, or at least did until our story came out, and then there's been a lot of scrambling at Louisville immediately after, none of which I don't think, indicated to me that there definitely won't be a Scott Satterfield interview but that's how these things work Jamie Chadwell at Coastal has been interviewed um, and I think is a legitimate candidate although not a strong one Billy Napier and Hugh Freeze are out there don't have anything on the books yet but could I suppose Um, but I think Shane Beamer right now if you're circling a guy you know it might be a good Thanksgiving for the Beamers looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Quickly, I suppose, why is, you know, around Tennessee, Hugh Freeze is all anyone wants to talk about right now. Why has he not gained a more, more traction with the Gamecocks? I think that there is some indication that Hugh Freeze might, you know, have his eye on the horizon a little bit and Mm -hmm. be trying to slow play South Carolina because he does wonder if things like Tennessee, if things like always about to be open Auburn, which is how I will refer to that job from now on, are coming coming open. So I think that um, Hugh may be playing a little hard to get, and that's not going to sit well with South Carolina's people when you add that to the layer of all of the other – layers that Hugh brings to the process so uh, if Hugh Freeze gets an interview I won't be shocked but if South Carolina if both parties kind of move on from it from here I won't be surprised by that either yeah 
Well, go read Josh's story. It's really good. Um, good insight there. As for the actual games that are happening, you know, we talked about how great Alabama is, but we've seen Auburn win some heavyweight fights with Alabama. We've seen Auburn, you know, ruin some Alabama seasons. Do you feel like when you look at these two teams this year, is there is there any magic hiding in that game? I mean, I don't think so, but we never really think so when there is, is there? I mean, this is the one game I have I kind of did last year. I, I liked I liked Auburn in that game last year, and they and they got it done. I didn't think it'd quite be as insane of a game as it was, but it's tough to tell with this game sometimes. Despite all of um, the praise I've heaped on Alabama and will continue to, you know, this is the one game that annually I have promised myself I will not just completely throw out. I will always keep an eye on it just in case and we've seen Auburn do a few good things and Bo Nix is the kind of guy you know Bo Nix is kind of guy frankly who can on any given Saturday win the game for either team so Mm -hmm. he gives you that element but I just think Alabama's too good I think they score too many points Kevin Steele's a really good coordinator but you know we've seen some really good coordinators get shredded by this defense already I think Alabama's just got too many points in them Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, I somehow I think we're still underrating how good Alabama's offense is. Like I, I think people still don't understand. Like they're playing an SEC only schedule, and they're putting up numbers that are neck and neck with what LSU did last year. And LSU did not play an SEC only schedule, and that's 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 pretty amazing. Um, I kind of I think I'm with you on this. I I, I think you know. People sort of want to buy into this idea that, well, when your defense isn't great, anything can happen. But Alabama's defense the last three weeks has been much, much better than the one we saw in the first few games of the season. And the offense has kept on doing what they do. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be close. I don't think this is going to be um, particularly interesting. I watched Auburn, obviously, in person last week. Not a great team. Uh, you know, Tennessee was neck and neck with them. You know, you could make the case Tennessee outplayed them. Uh, I don't think that Alabama is going to be in the giving mood and and uh, you know give up a gigantic bust to let Al- let Auburn back in the game and throw a pick six and all the things that Auburn needed to to beat Tennessee. I don't think we're going to see that. So yeah, I don't think this will be close. However, you look around the the rest of the SEC schedule, and there's no ranked versus ranked matchups outside of the uh, um, outside of that ball game. But you look at the rest of the schedule. Are, are there any games that you think do get a little bit nervy? Well, of, of all the the on the field football things, and so it's a very small window. But of all the football game things that 2020 has taken away from us, I think the one that's going to hurt the worst is we're missing a week of full on Egg Bowl mayhem and previews and excitement (laughs) because you remember how excited we were about this game nine months ago i mean we were gonna we would we and i assume many outlets would have people embedded in the state for the entire month we would have already Mm -hmm. folks would have been down there folks would have been in mike leach mike leach would have had six microphones six extra microphones in front of his face lane kiffin would have been you know playing to an audience and there's not, there are not many things he loves more on this earth. 
it just would have been spectacular and i'm still sad we don't get that we do still hopefully we still have to knock on wood get the egg bowl mississippi state looked like looked better against georgia Ole miss is yeah. always fun to watch i think that that's a i think that that's going to be a good game and i think mississippi state could keep that closer than we think just from the they're weird enough to throw a kink in anything playing I think among the, you know, the three other top ten SEC teams that are playing, I'm I'm a little nervous if I'm Georgia. Am I crazy for thinking this, Josh? Yes, you're, I, yes, obviously you're what, crazy. Well, obviously what we saw last year is somewhat factoring in, but I still, you know, what does JT Daniels have to offer? Can he do that again? And Georgia, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think I – you look at A&M – I'm still nervous about A&M. I've seen A&M cough up some opportunities uh, quite a few times. LSU, not a great team, but still a capable team with a lot of talent. Put it together for one Saturday. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous for those two teams. Uh, am I crazy for feeling that way? You're, cra- you're crazy for being nervous on Georgia's behalf. South Carolina <laughs> is down 16 scholarship defensive players alone not really virus related as much as injury and opt out related. So yeah, you are you are you don't need to worry anything, spend any energy worrying about the Bulldogs this week. LSU, you know, that's not a good football team either. No. You know, my question is, you know, was was Stoops laying in the weed with that 60-point beating he took at Alabama and could he have been saving something for Florida? Would that completely stun me if that game is close? No. I don't I don't think it would. I don't know why I am not a hundred percent believer in Florida to do it ten out of ten weeks yet, um, mm-hmm. but or or nine out of ten weeks as it were. My apologies to the Aggies, but <laughs> but I think that Kentucky could keep that close. It could. This could be a weird week and a weird season. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, I think the short week, the holiday, I I think we're going to see some weird stuff on Saturday. And I think, too... You know, even the uh, you know Tennessee right now is is off. I think that's going to be uh, an interesting decision. You know, just from a from a cultural, you know, dealing with your team standpoint. You don't have a game. You're on a five game losing streak. Like, what do you do with your players? Do you say you can't go home? Do you say I, I don't know what you do there? That is. Do you um, send them home and tell them never to come back? I think that's an option yeah. too. <laughs> like I, I I feel for the coach because both options are are not great like hey you can't go home for thanksgiving because we've got to finish out the final three games on this season that's been a nightmare that seems a little bit uh you know draconian but also like probably best for them to be safe and 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 those kind of things but then you say hey you know y'all can go home do whatever it's a little laissez-faire i don't think that's going to play well with fans i mean you're going to lose lose here i feel bad for tennessee's coaches they're in an impossible position in what was not a bye week and then suddenly became one uh not great (laughs) good luck with that uh yeah you know speaking of the holiday week josh class is canceled this week for professor ubbin but it is thanksgiving week and what are we thankful this week 
for in the uh, in the uh, realm of SEC football? Well, we've already touched on a little bit on what I'm thankful for, but I'm thankful that the real SEC is back. And I'm not talking about on the football field because, let's be, let's be honest, outside of Alabama, it, it's been a little sketchy. There's some – forgive us, but there's been some crap football in the SEC this year. But the real SEC <laughs> is back. We Surely the you real just. SEC was back <laughs> when we saw the st- – when we saw the story of, of some guy at LSU siphoning money from a children's hospital apparently to give to a football recruit. Now, that was, that was real SEC. We thought we had reached the peak there, but no. The peak real SEC are schools, and particularly schools' fan bases, worrying if they need to fire their head coach a year early. And I'm looking at you over there in Knoxville, David, and Tennessee people so that they can jump the line (laughs) to hire a coach who left his last SEC job in a flaming NCAA mess and with really regrettable cell phone records. So, But not only do we want to hire that guy, but we may have to start firing people early. You know people at Auburn are like Gus, you know, looking at Gus like a Thanksgiving turkey this week, like we are going to cook that dude today because we're going to get Hugh Freeze. How SEC is that? That... You know, we we'll spend a you know, a week saying Hugh Freeze has has gone to Liberty. He he has done everything he needs to do to salvage his reputation by what? Winning football games. That's right. That's the real SEC. When folks start tripping over themselves to take a second chance on anybody. This is not a Hugh Freeze thing, really. This is on an anybody. But when SEC teams start throwing themselves on top of each other to scale, mount, win at any costs. We're back, baby. That sounds about right to me. Uh, I think ten, you know, the, in, in, in across the SEC, it's just as simple as people want to win. And whatever that means, whatever that takes, however much money has to be laundered through casinos or churches or whatever you got to do, uh, they're going to just try to get that done. And let's be thankful that the SEC is no longer being shy or coy about that fact. We're back, baby. This is who we are. <laughs> Love us, hate us, whatever you want to do. The SEC is back. You're right. And we should, and we should, insert, we should insert here that Greg Sankey does not approve this message. Yes, that's probably correct. I think... Um, I'm thankful that we haven't had sort of the complete nightmare. We're in late November. The season is nearing a close. And we haven't had the, you know, the the player on a ventilator, you know, situation. You know, we haven't had uh, players really sort of flirting with, with life or death situations. And that was really what made me uncomfortable thinking about this college football season. Um, there hasn't been a lot of you know, uh, smoothness in this season. It's been rough. There's been a ton of infection. Um, it's been, you know, I'm still sort of fundamentally uncomfortable with asking unpaid players to step into this and do this, um, with no guarantee at all or any real plan that you can protect them. Um, but we've been able to, you know, as best we know at this point, um, 
avoid the really nightmare scenario um, across this conference. There's been some guys that have opted out and have had some some serious health problems at, at Clemson and and uh, the player at Indiana. Um, I hope those guys are okay. But the things that we were really concerned about, the things that probably could have happened. Um, where you're sort of rolling the dice have not happened. And I'm thankful for those guys' health. Players wanted to play this season. That was pretty almost universal. Um, should they is a complicated question, but they wanted to, and they got to. I'm glad they got to do what they wanted to do, and I'm glad that, that guys, you know, the vast majority of guys that have been infected have not had to pay a really, really high price. And, you know, I still think ethically there's – a lot of questions about running this college football season right now, but right now I'm glad that the folks um, that are putting it on the line, you know, have not uh, have not had to pay a higher price um, than than they probably thought. So I'm thankful for that. Hey Amen. You are absolutely right. In all seriousness, that has been wonderful. And and yes, you know, Lord willing, we will we will get to the finish line with the same thing being true. Indeed. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We will not be uh, bringing you a show on Thursday. Spend some time with uh, however small group you can. Uh, it's a weird Thanksgiving, and this is uh, it's been a rough year. Uh, but get some FaceTime going. Get some uh, all that stuff going, and uh, don't put yourself or others at risk. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have a little turkey, and uh, check out the games on Saturday. We'll be back on Friday with some picks. Um, Thank you guys again. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Tell a friend. All of those things help the show. And you can subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash grits. We'll see you guys on Friday.